Welcome to the LBCM podcast, the official podcast of Logos Baptist Church Mississauga, hosted by Enoch and Emily. In this podcast, we tackle your burning questions about faith, Christianity, and the Bible. Let's get started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode 10 of the LBCM podcast. We are so happy to be back. Well, at least the two of us are. (laughs) Say hi, Enoch. Uh, Apologize for the delay in releasing this episode. (laughs) Some of us have had exams over the last few weeks. Yeah. Not me, but... It's been a rough season. It's been a rough season, everybody. But we're happy to be back. At least I'm super happy to be back. Um, Yes, apologies for the delay, but we've got a special episode coming out for you today, namely our last episode of the season. Um, So we are both excited and a little bit melancholy as well. But don't worry, we will be back for season two. But for today... We've got a very interesting topic. Enoch and I will be talking about what is sin. So sin, I would say, has been a key word that's come up multiple times over the course of this past season, over the course of the past nine episodes. And, you know, we just thought, oh, we never really dived in, you know, deep dived into what is sin? Where does it come from? How does it affect us? either as Christians or as non-Christians, who is victim to it? What can we do about it? Because, you know, often in Christian circles, you know, it becomes so often used like, oh, sin this, sin that because of sin, that sometimes I feel like it's it loses the gravity of how serious sin is, is sometimes lost. And so we thought it'd be a good idea today to just rehash, you know, the definition of sin, what it really means in the context of Christian living, as well as in the context of maybe somebody who's never heard of the gospel before, never heard of Christ before, and also just how central it is to the story of the gospel, to the story of mankind, and then also what has been done about it and what can be done about it. So um, hopefully we'll, you know, in the short time, short quote, short unquote, time of one time hour, we have um we can yeah we can talk about all of those things um but yeah Enoch why don't you start us off what do you how do you think we should go about starting off this conversation uh well let's just start by answering the question itself so what is sin and (laughs) fair enough (laughs) I think that's a good place to start so first off uh just a little bit of historical background as far as what the bible writes about sin in the bible there are five greek words that uh, is used throughout scripture to define sin. So I'll just go over that quickly. So we have harmatia, which is the most common one, and which means missing the mark, which we've spoken about a few times in our previous episodes. So missing the mark of God's standard of righteousness. Uh, we have harapna, sorry, harapma, <laughs> which is trespassing or you're alone in this one. Bro. Slipping. Yeah, see, this is usually where Danny comes in and does the Oh, yeah. in Greek terms. The, a in proper Hebrew pronunciation. Terms. Yeah, but it's okay. He's not here, so I will do my best to there we go. fill his shoes. There uh, we we have harapma, which is trespassing or slipping and falling. Not literally, but slipping and falling in the sense of maybe like not, not so much intentional, but just being careless in 
our daily lives and just carelessly falling into sin or failing to stay on guard. We have herabesis, which means crossing the line. Um, this is a little bit more intention with a little bit more intention. And we have anomia, which is just even worse. Like that's just like outright rebellion, outright rebellion uh, against God's laws. Uh, and then we have ophilma, which is sin that is thought of as a spiritual debt that has to be paid. So kind of relates to, you know, why Jesus died on the cross for us, because that sin had to be paid somehow. Um, we've talked about also the, we, we've talked about original sin, as we noted in our episode when we explained what the gospel was. So Adam and Eve chose to eat the fruit. Now, it may not sound like it's a big deal because, oh, you know, they just ate a fruit. What's the big deal? Well, the overarching concern is the fact that it's not only that they ate the fruit, but it's the fact that they, for a split second there, had a thought in mind and they had a desire to be over and above God rather than being obedient. And really, they only had one rule to abide by. Like They only had one job and they chose <laughs> to disobey. And that's original sin. And ever since, we've inherited that sinful nature and... Time and time again, again, we've discussed this in our gospel episode, but you see people trying and failing and trying and failing to uphold God's standard. And so to answer the question, what is sin? Well, on a surface level, it's anything you do that fails to honor God. So I know, Emily, you had a point that you mentioned you really wanted to get in. So <laughs> and you're like oh, I don't know how this is going to fit in the conversation. So I am literally giving you yeah. the path. So before, here, you can jump in before now. Before we started filming, I was like, Enoch, I have a point. Where should I say the point? And Enoch was like, just let it flow naturally. But now that we're recording, Enoch is like, that was, you should say your point natural. here. This is how we like, talk on a day-to-day. -day. It's very natural. So natural. The audience just doesn't okay. know. Okay. No, I was gonna I was gonna jump in though with my point exactly. here. Right at the beginning. You know, I need a I yeah, knew it. I need to set the tone for the rest of the episode. Okay. So the tone is this, okay? Buckle up. Um, <laughs> I'm about to preach. Get ready. Just kidding. No, take that out. Take that out. Okay. Um so I, I like okay, so you know, you started us off by explaining the various different types of sin, which I personally found really interesting when I first heard about it. To preface, we are not theologians. <laughs> we are mere... Yeah, just you know, a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> we are mere servants of Christ, just trying to find our way in the world, just trying to like parse through all of the information that real theologians spend years and years studying. Um, so yeah, we're just like out here trying our best. But I think that there is something to be said about the distinction that theologians do often make between original sin or like eternal sin rather, which were, you were just describing, which comes from just being born, like just being born from the flesh, as they say results in being equals to being born into sin. So there's that kind of sin versus a more like day to day, either intentional or in or non-intentional kind of sin um, that either results from carelessness or rebelliousness, but that is different from the original sin or the eternal sin that humans are born into. 
And so um, I was reading, sorry, not reading. I was, well, kind of. I was reading the transcript to a, a sermon by John wow. Piper, literally, yeah, like really recently. And I, I just found it really, really interesting. It was from 2015. So, whoa, that's like eight years ago. <laughs> I thought that was like last year. But Romans chapter 3, verses 10 to 12, which is Paul's, I would say, you know, Paul really dives deep into the concept of sin and what the effect of that is in Romans. But Romans chapter 3, verse he, verses 10 to 12, he quotes, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. So, and what basically what um, John Piper was saying was that, well, there is a lot of things in this world that people say are good, quote unquote. So, you know, people who build hospitals, people who drive according to the speed limit, people who uh, donate to charities, people who, you know, just abide by good law. And that is, for all intents and purposes, considered good. Like there is not really anybody who would dispute you and say, oh, building hospitals is not a good thing. But yet, Paul makes this distinction very clearly in Romans, saying that there's no one good. Like, And throughout Romans, he also puts a real emphasis on saying, there is no good work that you can do to save yourself, right? Like, the only way to be saved from your sin is through faith in Christ's work on the cross. And so what does that mean? Obviously, that's a lot to take in if this is the, like your first episode that you're listening to from this podcast series. But I think what John Piper was trying to get at and what Paul is trying to get at is that the state of our sin is so severe, it's so bad, and we can't do anything about it, that it's like there's no good thing that anybody, Christian or not, can do to save us from this particular type of sin. Yeah, I'm curious to see what your response to that is, but just the idea that there's one type of sin and then there's the other, and then hopefully we'll be able to get into more detail about both. Yeah, and um, just to be clear, we're not like, anti-good works like if you guys are oh, doing yes. those things all we're all for it that is yeah i mean if we are living according to our christian values like yes those are also oh, like yeah. good things to do yes of course but at the same time in the grand scheme of things it's one thing to do right and to quote unquote do good but it's another to say that i'm doing this in order to secure my salvation mm, so right right if you are saying you know I'm just going to do good work so that I can one day get into heaven. We already know and we've discussed before the fact that our faith and our salvation is not based on our works. Our works in itself should be a reflection of our faith and our love mm-hmm. and our response to the love that God has poured out onto us. So it should come naturally, those works. But what we do here, like there's nothing we can do to merit a spot in heaven. Like it's not earned. Like and we've discuss that many times it's very that's a very basic fundamental christian principle principle yes that's the term for it and i will also just say like when it comes to right and wrong it's for the christian it's very clear that scripture tells us how to live godly and holy lives because god is our creator and because he's sovereign and all-knowing he determines what's good and bad so contrary to that is I guess for the non-believer, like whoever has does not know Christ or has not heard the gospel or doesn't believe 
in Christianity. Uh, a lot of people may, let's say, figure out or determine whether something is good or bad based on how society views. Uh, but that's very subjective, you know, because society's views may change on a day to day. Also depends on what society you live in. So if you live in the Western culture, that's very different from the Middle East or in Asia, the community and the culture is different. So we can't base the absolute right and wrong strictly from societal standards. And also, I think the other idea people will look at is like maybe like historical experiences. But again, that's something that is that is ever changing. So just for an example, slavery was allowed and was okay like 60 years ago. Obviously, it's not now, but it just goes to show like you can't determine what's right and wrong, like absolute right and wrong based on human standards, based on our own thought processes. There has to be a moral lawgiver. And because God is our creator, he is that. So scripture to us tells us very clearly, like we're not going to go through a list of, oh, what to do, what not to do. That's not what this podcast is. That's not what we mean when we say, you know, what is sin or defining sin. Because another point is like, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be living like that anyways. It's it's not a checklist that we're supposed to, like, again, it's not based on merit. So daddy's not here, but I'll steal his line. But uh, if you look at a scenario as, oh, like, what can I do to be uh, as close to the line as possible without crossing it? Like, if you're thinking about it like that, then you've already lost the battle because you are basically saying, how much can I get away with in order to preserve myself from eternal damnation or from stumbling into actual sin like it's more that's a very selfish thought like it's more about self-preservation rather than actually loving god wholeheartedly but instead you should be looking at all your actions and, and your thoughts from the perspective of does this honor god or does this dishonor god does this draw me closer or does me does this draw me further away so those are my points um I honestly forgot halfway through what you were asking me. So I just kind of just <laughs> okay, kept wait. going. But I also <laughs> want to respond to one thing you said, which is when you brought up the idea or responded to my point with the idea of God being the moral lawgiver and how we can't rely on human standards of right and wrong. Because one of the definitions you had brought up at the beginning of the episode of sin was, and that we often bring up, is missing the mark, quote unquote. And so the logical question that follows is, what is the mark? And I think it makes sense to say then that the mark is not something that humans determine, but rather it's something that God gives. It's seeing as God is the moral lawgiver, the, the standard giver. And if that's the case, then nobody, it makes sense then for Paul to say that nobody is good, no, not one. Regardless of if you've built all of the hospitals in the world. And again, we are not saying. <laughs> Emily loves building hospitals. <laughs> again, we are not saying that doing good deeds is bad. Okay, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> we are, I'm, well, I'm here rather saying that everybody misses the mark. Like, as soon as you are born into flesh, as soon as you are born as a human, you are missing the mark because nobody can be perfect. Everybody is born into sin. And so that is then what makes the gospel so important because, you know, I was saying earlier that there seems to be a difference, a distinction between eternal sin and the sin that we all commit on a day to day. 
I think that's what makes the gospel so important and so beautiful for Christians is that that is part of the reason why Jesus died on the cross. It's to save us from this eternal kind of sin, to pay this eternal kind of debt or trespass that we've always owed just by being born, because everybody is born into this kind of sin in the world. And then on the other hand, on the flip side of the coin, are these day-to-day sins that everybody commits. Even like, you know, like the Christian who purports to do all of the best things, build all the hospitals, (laughs) you know, can fall into temptation, into these day-to-day sins that we constantly need to be forgiven of. And these are the sins that we say are like, you know, the ones where we are rebellious, the ones where we just like slip and fall into. So yeah, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, so you brought up the day-to-day sins. Um, Mm. And again, you can look back on scripture to see what qualifies as a sin and what doesn't. I mean, it's highlighted in the Ten Commandments. That was the first time kind of God spoke to Moses and kind of gave an actual, in writing, like what you ought to do. And then all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament as well, God highlights what is sin versus what is not sin. And it's very interesting also that we know, you know, this is a little tidbit for you guys, but in the New Testament, the greatest commandment when Jesus was asked is, one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, and two is to love your neighbors. And you'll notice in the Ten Commandments, the first five commandments is related to loving the Lord your God. And then the second half is all relating to loving your neighbors. Like the Hmm. uh, don't commit adultery, don't commit murder, don't steal. Very interesting. Like the consistency from beginning to end is just (laughs) like, it kind of like ties it together. It's, I don't know. When I found that out, I thought I was like, wow, I never thought about that. I never even knew that was a thing. But anyways... I'm actually um, just searching up. Sorry, let me no, just. Pull you're up trying the to fact check me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, you can read it word for word. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I just want it in front of me. Um, okay. Yeah, because the Ten Commandments: you shall not have other gods before me. You shall not make unto oh. yourself any fact checking me live on the podcast. No, I'm just <laughs> saying like these are. <laughs> these ones are like. No, I'm just out here trying to trying to affirm you. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for that. I'm trying to say that is so true, because if you think about it, the human heart. Sorry, I know I'm like, like going We're spiraling out of control all already. the time. But uh, the, this point about being born into sin. Okay, the human heart that is born into sin is so like, it's so naturally inclined towards not loving God like it's so naturally inclined towards worshiping something but not God <laughs> as as Danny always says the human is always just the human heart is always built to worship something and if you're not worshiping God then you're worshiping something else like whether that be yourself or like all of the media that you consume sorry I'm not trying to be like anti-media but like <laughs> I guess I'm being anti-media <laughs> But like the everything that you consume on the daily basis and like we as humans consume so much nowadays, but God is God is often described as being a jealous God. And what that means is not that he's like uh, vying for our attention or whatever, but rather that he alone deserves all of the glory, deserves all of the attention. And yet the human heart is so sinful in that we naturally just turn away from that. We naturally want to suppress the truth in that. 
And so, yeah, I just wanted to step in and affirm your point, Enoch, not trying to fact check you. (laughs) (laughs) Just always assuming the worst of me, but whatever, it's fine. I mean, you can fact check. It's fine. (laughs) You know, just to make sure I'm not making any mistakes. Right. Okay. You're keeping me accountable. <laughs> Let us refer you to the episode on the importance of church community. Yeah, see? It's a live example right here. There we go. But um anyways, I... continue. <laughs> so also I like to point out like, you know, you talked about media and stuff like that. Living in sin is not just about doing the bad things, but how we justify some of our bad decisions as being quote unquote good. So that just goes to show how deceit deceitful and deceiving um, sin can be and that's a really big point to take away because it's one thing to know what's right and wrong but when sin creeps into your life you oftentimes you don't really you have no idea realize that yeah this is sin until it snowballs into something that gets worse and worse like for example if you are watching netflix or like watching a tv show and then you know nothing wrong with the tv show but the more and more you binge it, you know, next thing you know, 10 hours later, you're still watching the same show. It's like, man, are you really prioritizing God first or have you now idolized that TV show? Or same goes for money, for example. Like, uh, I think we'll have a whole other episode just on money alone, but they say money is the root of all evil for a reason. You can be a workaholic, just striving for success in the world, striving to do the best that you can, make the most money that you can for your family, which is great and all. But where does God fit in in all of that? So um, sin can be very deceitful. Like there are things that are just blatantly wrong and sinful, like stealing or like sexual temptation or lust or pride, being angry or holding grudges, stuff like that, that are that we just see on the surface. I like we already know is wrong, but a lot of times it's the underlying subtle and sneaky sin that kind of traps you in. It's kind of like quicksand, like you start sinking and sinking and sinking and there's no way out. And there's really like no human solution to it. Yeah. And sorry to interrupt you, (laughs) but Paul makes this description of sin as well. I don't remember the exact verse, but he describes it as something that easily entangles you. And when I think of like, I'm saying this not from any in-depth study of the original Greek in which it was written, but... In the the term of like entanglement, you imagine something that it's not just like something a trap falls on you or you trap you fall into a hole and then you all of a sudden get entangled. It's like something that first of all gets a hold of you and then it slowly like binds you and like you know gets all over your your stuff and whatever. <laughs> like I don't know, gets all over your limbs. You know, like like your life, like your life the aspects of your life it entangles you so that you can no longer like run the good race why are you laughing great analogy so that's a good segue to the next point that i wanted to talk about which is the consequences of sin so once sin has entangled you once you've fallen inevitably into sin obviously the ultimate effect is separation from god uh, which again we learned about before in our previous episodes And having an unrepentant heart leads to eternal damnation. Well, we often think about sin as like, oh, you know, if I do bad things and I'm just going to go to hell and, you know, it is what it is. But we don't often think about the current effects that it has also in our lives, which 
can result in misery, frustration, anger, dissatisfaction, guilt. Again, all of these things in which like it spirals into kind of a cycle where there really is no human cure for it because we're always going to experience these negative feelings and emotions and circumstances. And, and we know like on, on a much larger scale, sin is like, the byproduct of a lot of even like negative things as a whole. Like you, you look at the world today now, like I would say a lot of people will probably have a negative view on the world. Unfortunately, nowadays, it all stems from sin, like negative things like hatred, anger, animosity between one another. All these things reflect up a world that is imperfect, which is contrary to God's original plan when the world was first created, when everything was at peace. If we don't grab a hold of or if we don't if we're if we don't take accountability for our actions, like as Christians, then it just kind of keeps spiraling out of control and it goes from a point where you let it in and then it snowballs into something that maybe you even eventually indulge in and you enjoy and i mean at that point it's just much more difficult to fix that issue or to get rid of those bad habits mm -hmm. um a few things so those few physical things that you talked about at the beginning of that list there like that's a reference to the ways in which the uh, original sin the idea that original sin also not only resulted in depravity in humans but also in creation so the idea that the world itself is broken and groaning because of sin of original sin so in case that's confusing to anybody maybe we'll do another pod episode on it or we'll reference you to the bible verse which i don't have on me <laughs> Okay, anyways, um, but the other thing is this idea of sin being pretty much the ultimate obstacle or the ultimate barrier or source of separation between humans and God. That is without Jesus, right? Without what Jesus did for us on the cross. But because of that, I can even say like from my personal experience, and I like that you, you use the word spiral because like as soon as sin does kind of creep into your life and gets a hold of you know your life in every respect it, it becomes gets all over more, your stuff it's like, <laughs> i was definitely thinking about that line and i definitely was like don't say it don't say it don't say it, it gets all over your life stuff like it, it just gets so much harder to run back to god you know like for christians one of the biggest almost like disciplines, but goals, I guess, is to run to God at the first sign of danger, I guess, at the first sign of like danger from sin or danger from yourself. But when sin enters into your life and like creeps in and gets all over your stuff, then it can be hard to like go to God for forgiveness. You know, like there, there's a sense of maybe sometimes there's a sense of guilt and shame and you know, the not thinking that God is big enough to handle your sin, for example. And that's like a tough spot to be in. And so especially like I can say from personal experience that, yeah, it's like a spiral. Like it just gets worse and worse. And until you experience a breakthrough, it can be hard for somebody 
alone who's going through that to get out of it. Of course, that's where the the truth of the word comes in. That's where the church community of believers comes in. But yeah, it's, you know, I think it just reinforces the idea that sin is the ultimate goal of sin, not saying that it's like some entity that's like alive or anything, but the ultimate, I guess, effect of sin is to separate you from God. And once that is achieved, uh, it just gets worse from there. So don't let it get there. (laughs) Yeah. And if you feel like you're too far gone, that's false because we know that God's mercy is new every day and that he still loves us regardless. It's unconditional and there has no boundary. So don't ever feel like, you know, despite what you may think in your head, uh, don't ever feel like you're too far gone or uh, don't feel that guilt to continue straying away and to think that, oh, you know, you know, God won't save me because I'm too far gone. I've done too many bad things. I'm not worthy. Um, it's completely false and that's antithetical to what uh, Jesus preaches. Uh, so that's a side note there. But I also like just... Maybe now to just go into, you know, what our response is as far mm-hmm. as, you know, now that we kind of have talked a little bit about what sin is and what it does to us and what the consequences are and what the effects of sin are in our lives. I just wanted to highlight, like, you may be asking yourself, like, well, if we are born into sin and if we're just naturally going to be imperfect beings, then what was the purpose? Like, why did God even create a lot in the first place like why did he do that knowing that we're never going to be 100 successful we're never going to live this perfect life um so it's a good time to point out like the purpose of the law is not just to tell us how to behave or how to act or what to think about or what we ought to do the purpose of the law more so just number one highlights what's good versus what's bad like as we talked about but also is there to remind us and to highlight our fragility, like how broken we are and how fallen we are in comparison to the goodness of God. So yes, God provides us with the law and rules and things to do and things not to do because uh, we are to do these things in order to glorify him. But in times when we do stumble, it's a reminder that without God, we can never really truly get it together on our own um so we will trespass we will transgress even after salvation even you know i'm speaking on the believer and the non-believer so regardless of who you are or where your faith is we incur a debt we still live in a fallen world but though we still do these things and we still fall into sin the command is still to resist from flee if you sin and flee specifically for from sexual sin but resist temptation and to resist the devil and there there is a difference between habitual apathetic like just full-on indulging in the sin that you're committing versus like the one-off so like if you struggle with a sin seven days a week and you are now saved and you are now christian if you dwindle that down even to like five days three days one day like if you're making progression in shedding that sin from your life like that's still progress that so don't feel down about it like that's still you putting an effort to resist and you're making progress so don't be disheartened if you are if you feel like you're failing but we can't continue walking in the dark like john like i think first john is a very one of my personal favorite books but because it's very blunt and to the point 
when it comes to sin, like tells you if you're a believer, basically if you're a believer and you're still walking in darkness, then you're not truly a believer. So if you profess to be a Christian, because again, if you continue living in darkness, living in sin, indulging in it, having no remorse whatsoever, then there's a good quote. I don't know who said it. Um, I forget who it was, but if you are, uh, and I, I also don't have the exact wording, but basically it was saying like, if you continue sinning and just repenting, but you just continue doing the same sins over again, you're not killing that sin like you're supposed to, but rather you are conditioning it, like you're training it. So like you eventually grow numb to it. You're just like, it's okay. God will forgive. I'll just do it again. God will forgive. You're training that sin. You're training to be sinful, <laughs> basically, which is not You're training good. yourself to justify that sin. Yeah. So that goes, again, back to what we talked about. A lot of times, sin being deceitful, you just justify yourself as, oh, you know, it's just one thing. God will forgive me. That's not the way that we ought to live. I don't know if you had any thoughts about response to what we yeah, talked about. I have a few responses. I hope we have time. Yeah, yeah we have time. <laughs> We're like, actually very in line, considering. Really? <laughs> Perfect. Well, the first point about why has God created us to be this way? Well, first of all, he he didn't create us to be this way. We fell into sin. So throw back to episode one. Uh, you can hear more about that in episode one. But then also it's like he did do something about it. Like God did do something about it. He sent his son to save us from that. So it wasn't like God left us helpless in this sin. There's a solution throwback to I don't remember what episode but the episode we, where we were talking about the gospel and so it's not like this oh you know we're here describing sin as this monstrous sneaky thing although it is that you know oh just completely consumes our lives without a cure to it and I guess that's hopefully you you know you as a listener take that as the good news that comes from this episode if you are a non-believer and you know you've never really heard about any of this stuff before because it can be daunting you know realizing that we're born into sin that literally everything we do pretty much everything we do if it's not for the glory of God is considered sin and like it can be overwhelming especially thinking about where we can go from here as non-believers for example and yeah, so just, you know, I think it's good to wrap the episode up in with some consolation that there is a way out and that is through Jesus, period. You know, nothing else. So we know that for the believer, if you are a Christian, if you have a relationship with God, the effects of sin should hit especially hard on you. I And we're speaking from experience, like Emily, myself, like Danny can attest to it too, like, when we're living in seasons where we are dwelling in sin, like it's very clear that our spiritual lives and our relationship with God, it's it's got a negative correlation with, you know, the more we sin, the further we further from God we grow. But also, I would also want to say, like, if you are a non-believer or if you haven't heard the gospel or if you just don't know too much about what Christianity is about or it's not something you believe in, um, that I'll say also that even though we've talked about sin, I think mostly from the perspective of a Christian, you guys also are not off the hook. 
I'm trying not to sound harsh, but like, I just want to say. For the record, Enoch is saying this with a big smile on his face because he feels awkward about saying it. No, no, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I, I, again, our purpose is, I, I don't want to sound harsh. Like I, I just want to gently say, like at the end of the day, the truth is that we will all have to be accountable on Judgment yeah. Day when, you know, when we have to give an account for what we've done. So I want to use this not as a thing to say just to like scare people or turn people people. off or condemn like no like i'm saying this as a person who is just like everybody else who sins who falls short much more than you would think but rome uh, i will turn to romans 1 verse 20 when it says you know what i'll just read it so they are without excuse for although they knew god they did not glorify him as god or give thanks to him i said i will read it I had it in front of me already. It was in my notes too. Romans 19 <laughs> Romans chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. That verse in itself just highlights in the grand scheme of things that god has given everybody a consciousness for intuitively knowing the goodness of god whether you're a believer or not you've experienced his creation you've experienced life you've experienced all these things that are god given and so when it comes down to it it's really we three of us me emily and danny we started this podcast knowing that this would kind of also be an evangelism tool for us to help reach out to anybody who is not familiar with the gospel. And, you know, 10, 10 episodes in, we had a lot of fun doing it, but it's also a lot of work sometimes. And though we do enjoy it, our main purpose is not just because we do this for fun. It's not because we do this because we have nothing else to do. Because if this episode and this delay proves anything yes some of us do have exams we have work and all that kind of stuff Um, but we put this time aside to not just pour out the knowledge that we've been able to learn as christians but also we do this because we want to present the gospel and scripture and all that it is all of what it means to be a christian in a very 10 very compact one hour episodes so that it could be hopefully easily listened to. Like, again, we're not theologians, as Emily said earlier. We're just your day-to-day people, just trying to make it through. <laughs> get by, just, <laughs> just trying to, try get, to by. get by. And by the grace of God, we've been able to thankfully come this far. And yeah, it means a lot to have your guys' support. But ultimately, this is not about us. Like, this is about us trying our best to present the single greatest story and message of all time told through the bible and through the accomplished work of jesus christ on the cross we have a god who loves us unconditionally Uh, his love has no boundaries and his plans for us transcend our own understanding of our own lives and we can find peace at that and we have access to a god who is able to grant us the gift of faith and So long as we're on this earth, we have an opportunity to accept him as our savior and to have this relationship with him. Um, 
tying that back to the topic at hand, I think ultimately the response is to repent. Ultimately, the response mm. is to acknowledge, not just acknowledge our sins, but to bring it forth before God and to say, God, I'm sorry. I know I've done wrong and ask for mercy and repentance and forgiveness and accept him as your Lord and Savior for those who don't believe. And, you know, for those who are Christians, don't just say sorry for the sake of saying sorry. Again, just read First John if you don't believe me. It's a, that's a dangerous path that you don't want to start tumbling down towards. So um, I would say that the best response, again, is still to repent, still to come back to God. If you If you're in a season where you are very down or very far away, we've been there before and we know how detrimental that is to your daily living. So we urge you to repent. Um, we'll always pray for you guys. If you guys do have any questions or concerns for the last time this season, email us at thelbcmpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you are a church attendee, feel free to approach any one of us. Or if you're comfortable with your peers at church, feel free to go to them as well. We're a community. But that's all I wanted to say. Um, so that wraps it up for season one. That's 10 episodes in the books. Who thought Woo, we'd get this far? episode in the books. <laughs> we will be back hopefully after the summertime with 10 fresh new topics to go over. For um, season two. For season two. So that will give us plenty of time to prepare, even though we'll probably procrastinate and leave it to oh last minute. As we said, just day-to-day people try to get by. Hey, we procrastinate too, okay? Not to say that it's a good thing. Don't procrastinate. (laughs) Don't procrastinate, kids. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun for all of us. Have a great summer, and we'll talk to you next time. Signing off.